And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to the Lessons episodes of Success Story. These Lessons episodes will be shorter clips from past guests, accomplished value community members, and myself. In each short episode, we'll feature concise and insightful, actionable conversations and tactics, providing you with real-world strategies and tips to help you achieve your personal and professional goals. If you're seeking a no-nonsense approach to growth and progress, you've come to the right spot. Settle in, take notes, and enjoy. We closed the deal. We got a lot of money. We produced the whole thing, but we got the rights to, to take the technology and the platform out to other TV providers. So we took it out broadly. We got mm-hmm. M- M- Viacom. We got Warner Brothers. We got NBC. We got uh, Game Show Network. We got History Channel. We just like uh, Turner Networks. They're all our customers. We were doing great. We got this amazing uh, our one of our biggest competitors, which is a public company, uh, came to us with a buyout offer. Uh, all of, but our venture capitalists were like, "This isn't enough money. It's not enough money. You know, we're not going to do it." And then the dot com bubble imploded. Mm-hmm. And when the dot com bubble imploded, every all our customers, every media company, they literally cut their interactive spend. So anything interactive, which is what we were doing, got slashed to zero. I don't know if you remember of the time, but there was this group called NBCI, which is NBC's interactive group. Uh, they had 250 employees. They were doing, we were doing Weakest Link, their big game show at the time for them. And they basically got cut to like three employees. So they had no money to pay us. With all our money gone and all our venture funding that we had raised was run, basically we had burned through it. We were expecting to do another big round and grow yeah. our business. Nobody wanted to invest right now because we had no customers and we were out of money and, and things were like now. It was this big implosion, right? Yeah. And, and our industry was particularly hard hit. So at that time, I cut a deal with our creditors. I, we didn't go bankrupt. But I basically, uh, because they were already, our creditors were in bankruptcy. We had borrowed a bunch of money, too, to keep going. And they were had lent to a bunch of venture companies. And so they were in bankruptcy. So basically, I cut a deal where I handed off our tech, and we basically quietly shuttered, shut our mm. doors. Now, I will tell you, this was a failure, right? It was a total failure. It hit me really hard. Because up until that point, I had had nothing but success. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, and, and I was sure this company would be successful because we had done so well. And here I was, I had basically should have taken that buyout offer that we had earlier that would have made uh, all the founders rich and 
would have done incredibly well. But at the time, you 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 know, hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty. But I blamed myself. So I went into a depression. I felt uh, so awful, and I doubted whether I should ever be an entrepreneur again. I seriously doubted. Now you wouldn't think of that because I've done it my whole life. But at that point, I was just like, I was ready to, like, I basically, you know, I ended up moving to Canada. I ended up writing a book on game design. You know, I was just like, I wrote a lot of short stories, like science fiction. I even wrote a novel. I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. you know, after the dot-com implosion. So I was just like, I shouldn't go back and be an entrepreneur because I blew it. But then gradually, I und- I realized that, the only thing preventing me from trying again was myself. I was basically mm-hmm. telling myself that you had failed, you weren't, uh, you shouldn't, you you know, you had let down your employees, you had to lay them all off, you had let down everybody's dream, uh, you shouldn't uh, take, do this again because you're a failure. And at a certain point, I realized that as long as I said that, it was going to remain true, right? I wasn't going to take a big risk, I wasn't going to do another company, I it. it because I did, I feared having that happen again because it was so, so painful. And that wasn't my last failure, I will tell you, uh, but it was the pivotal one because it basically taught me that, no, I can go back out there. I can do it. Failing is fine. You know, I have my successes. I have my failures. There's some things in the world you can't know ahead of time. There's some things in the world you can't control, like, you know, uh, like we're going through right now with the coronavirus and the economy. You can't control or the dot-com bubble bursting. You can't control those. But the one thing you can't control is your own attitude. And, and your own mental script, what you say to yourself, how you, how, how you view the world, I could control that. And over time, I became more and more resilient through that failure and subsequent things. You know, because look, if you're doing a startup, anybody out there has done their, been an entrepreneur of any sort, there's always ups and downs. Even if you're working in a corporate job, like there are ups and downs, like not yeah. everything you do works out. And you're just, it doesn't matter where you are, life is full of ups and downs. And the point is, whenever I get overwhelmed now, whenever I am uh, stressed out, I look back and say, look, you went through like so many of these failures, like where things didn't work out and all your dreams were shattered and you thought you could never get over it. And now you don't even care. In fact, it makes a good story now. Like it's a fun story to tell people and you wouldn't even have that story. And I couldn't relate to like entrepreneurs who are going through trouble. If I personally hadn't, you know, totally and utterly failed and let down everybody on my team, you know, and made decisions that I would later regret. If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't know what it's like to do that. And so uh, whenever things happen now that don't go right, I'm just like, oh, that's nothing. Like that could be bad, but I'll live through it. And, uh, and at, at the end of the day, if you have that attitude, you actually make better decisions because you mm-hmm. don't get stressed out. You don't get anxious. You're, you're not like there's no negative uh, feedback coming from yourself. Right. And you're able to actually navigate. And most of these things, like literally, like every day, there's something that doesn't go perfectly. Right. In most people's lives, you know, every there's no perfect thing. Now, whenever something even small thing, I'm like, will you even remember this thing that seems so important today? Like you're like so anxious about it. Will you even remember that like five years from now? You won't. Will you even remember it a year from now? Probably not. Will you remember it six months from now? You know, 
no, the answer is usually no. So why are you worried? Like, why are you stressed out? It doesn't even so how do you How do you get out of your own? Because I, I, I've worked with entrepreneurs before and like the biggest issue they have is getting out of their own head and, and understanding that it, it's, that failure is part of the process. It's, it shouldn't be like failure shouldn't always be welcomed. Like you want to succeed, but I mean, like it's going to take a lot of, you know, a lot of shit that you have to go through before you are successful. And if you are successful. So, you know, you work with tons of entrepreneurs. How do you how do you sort of enlighten them to this? Oh, so I well, some of it's storytelling and some of it is you're never out of your head. Right. So you're always trapped in your head, but you can change your your what you what your head does. (laughs) So you can literally reprogram your head like you would reprogram any any code to actually put things like I reprogram so that when I hear myself saying negative things Mm -hmm. about myself or getting stressed out usually you're getting stressed out you're not you're getting stressed out because you're telling yourself to be stressed out you're saying this is so important i can't oh my god i'm so angry i'm so upset if you listen to what you're saying to yourself you can hear yourself programming yourself in a negative way you're actually telling yourself how to feel so if you literally just step back and say i don't actually have to feel this way i could uh, feel fine about this because i know in the future i'm not even going to care about it and I know that getting stressed out won't change the situation. It's not going to make me make a better decision. In fact, mm-hmm. it just depletes the energy that I actually could use to actually figure out how to solve this problem or if it's unsolvable to move on to something else that I could make a difference on. So that's that's the key I tell entrepreneurs. Is that the biggest uh, – do you find that that's like the biggest issue they have? Like a, a, an entrepreneur, like a first-time entrepreneur, do you find that that mental, I don't know, hurdles that they have to get over? It's different with every entrepreneur. So some entrepreneurs are just amazingly resilient, and they always are able to do this. You look at some of them, like Elon Musk is doing crazy stuff, right? And yeah. half of it doesn't work. He has rocket ships blowing up. Tesla almost went bankrupt several yeah. times. You know, and, and every day there's a new disaster or something on his production line. So – but, you know, he just keeps going. So some people naturally have it built in. Other people like me weren't as blessed. Like we were actually programmed differently from childhood. We got we we're much more anxiety prone, let's say, mm-hmm. or much more prone to depression or not, you know, reacting in the right way. Which so many people more, are, which many people are. That's a, you know, a lot yeah, of people so I think have a ton I, of anxiety. I was, I was programmed with a lot of passion, but yeah. also, uh, you know, not as strong, not as resilient as many other people entrepreneurs are. And so I, that was my weakness. So I had to work on it. Whereas other people, you know, everybody has different weaknesses and different strengths. And uh, you just have to recognize, you know, what you're not good at and really focus. So I, mine was a conscious effort to get over that. It was a conscious effort to uh, uh, position, uh, to uh, give myself the tools necessary so that when I faced adversity, I didn't, crumble in front of it like i did the first time like when that mm-hmm. company like it just hit me way too hard it didn't have to do that like i yeah. did that to myself and i think the one thing i can say to entrepreneurs is the more you go through it the more you the more you realize that you can go through it right and so the more you put yourself out there but if you can prep yourself in advance so you don't have to suffer as much you should start doing that now. You should start it on the little things and then graduate to the bigger things. Like those little things that make you upset or unhappy or whatever, you should focus on on 
you know, listen to what you're saying in your head. Listen to, and that will get you not out of your head, but into a different mental state where you can be more objective about what's happening. Oh, I'm, I'm making myself feel this way. We're all, we don't just feel like we'll have our initial reaction, right? Of anxiety or stress, that initial reaction, oh, you know, I can't control it, but maybe a Buddhist monk could, um, but I'm not a Buddhist monk, but I can't control it. But what I can control is what comes after that initial reaction. And that is my response to the negativity. So I might feel stressed out, but then I can step back and all of a sudden uh, start to push myself back into a, a better frame of mind. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. 
They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text Success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work, and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 